This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Miscreants on the Moon podcast. As always, it's me, Jacob, and uh, once again, joining me today, Mr. Vengeance himself. Hayden Ake. Should have said Batman or something. Uh, yeah, you should have just like growled. Vengeance. Grunted. <laughs> um, yeah, so as you can probably tell from the eventual episode title, we're here today to talk about the new Batman movie. Um, before we get to that, is there anything noteworthy in the news that you want to talk about there's one thing in particular i'm thinking of are you thinking that about i anthony star anthony star homelander no what what <laughs> he like got really drunk in italy and like beat up a chef or something and he could like oh he could be in jail for like 12 months <laughs> Good thing, oh. good thing they already, you know, like, filmed all of The Boys Season 3. <laughs> huh. He's living I had that not heard about life, that. bro. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, wow, that really distracted me, so now I'm definitely not going to be able to think about what I was thinking of. Oh, man, what was it? Was, it doesn't matter. There was something else. I don't remember it either. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but the but when you said that, <laughs> I just, you just be, like, why the chef? Did he go back to the kitchen to do it, or did he like say bring the chef to my table? I don't know. I have no clue. Did they say it was like undercooked food or something? Bro, was something I don't, wrong with? It? I don't know. <laughs> I don't was know. He I like, just, there's I just poison in my dumb. food. It was That's a new, insane. It was a new Moon Knight poster and i will stand by the fact that moon knight ah. has single-handedly carried marvel posters like he's they've only the, like had good ones from him uh, the doctor strange one would have been good if they're if they if people weren't looking for east like the fact that people were looking for easter eggs and it ruined it for me but i thought that poster like with all the broken glass around him looked really cool yeah Oh, what was I thinking of? My God. Uh, maybe I'll remember it for next week. Anyway. Maybe I'll uh, remember later when he goes on his rant. And then he's like, oh yeah. Yeah. And this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's Batman time, baby. Uh, before, yeah, so the last time we saw a big movie for the show, I had a terrible... Exp- uh, okay. The, the experience I had yesterday watching the Batman was much worse than the one I had watching No Way Home. And that <laughs> sucks. That sucks because as anybody who listened to our No Way Home review can tell you, I was pissed off <laughs> that time. But my God, last night, oh, I'm so... We should have like... Before I go off on this rant, we should give a little bit of a Batman review just so that... <laughs> so that people don't tune out too early. Um... <laughs> We had a lot of people listen to our show yesterday. It's peaked for the first time in a while, so I, want, <laughs> I don't want too many people to... I think we got a new listener, it seems, and they listened to, like, 
everything. A bunch of episodes in a day, and then some other people listened, so it was definitely like an uptick. Nice. Versus, uh, like it was a noticeable... A lot of people listened to last week's episode, but then I did go see that like one person listened to like 11 episodes in a day. Jesus like our Christ. first 11 episodes. Our first 11 episodes Some each had like one committed. dude just... <laughs> I don't know, man. I-, I thought it was pretty funny. I was just like, happened to be looking at it today to see how... I always check the day that we're recording a new episode to see how last week's episode did. And I was like, oh, we got a lot of listens yesterday. Oh, look, it's like the entire beginning. Like, they've listened to 25% of our episodes in a day. Wild. Who would have thought? Anyway, um, let's get into this first without spoiling it. And then we'll spoil it in a bit. How about this? How about this? We'll, um... We'll talk about it. I will go on my rant, and then we'll spoil the movie. <laughs> there we go. That's that that that's how we'll go about this. Um, it'll be a nice little breather. <laughs> anyway, Hayden, how did you feel about the I film? It was good. I mean, I thought I, I I liked it a lot. I feel like it it was like. I feel like I just really want more. The like part of the pacing was off a little bit, especially like yeah. near the end to me. And I was like, it's kind uh, of the, already like peaked, you know. Yeah, there's definitely a moment where the movie should end, and then it just keeps going, and that's like my main complaint. Yeah, and I was a bit so. On my letterbox review of the movie, I only gave it three and a half stars. <laughs> and I think I was in a bad mood after I left the theater. Yeah. And then also the fact that, like, the movie had a. What I think, we'll get into this later in spoilers. And, and if you've seen the movie. Whether you agree with me or not, you probably know the moment that I'm talking about that would have been kind of that perfect ending. Yeah. That I, well, I think it would have been a perfect... You might disagree. You might like where it went in the end. But I think that there was a point. Good ending. Um, but either the studio or maybe even Matt Reeves or somebody else was like, look, <laughs> it's a superhero movie. We can't end it like this. You got to keep going. So they just kind of slapped 45 minutes of extra movie on there. Yeah. Like, I remember looking at my watch, like, after, like, the what I felt was the climax. I was like, I've only been in here two hours. Yeah, I was like... I was I like this is three hours long. I was like, oh, this movie's been zooming. But then, yeah, I checked my watch, too, and I was like, oh, there's more. <laughs> and I was excited at the time. But it just feels like... So, I heard somebody review the movie and say, like, yeah, sure, it's three hours long, but you really can't... They're like, oh, it's three hours long, but you can't cut any of it. Like, it's all needed. And I'm like, I disagree. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, to get to the point where they get at the end, it's all needed. Like, for what this movie is, none of the space in it is wasted. I just think that it took it a step too far. But that's my only thing with, like, 
the pacing or the like it's not it's not a pacing issue it's just like a there's this build up and you get to the peak and then usually after the peak there's the resolution and it's over after the peak there's like a trough and then another much shorter peak and then the resolution yeah um so i guess that's kind of what we'll say about the general layout of it without getting too into it uh something where does this rank oh god do you think i don't know yeah like not batman movies but like portrayals of batman i don't know i mean i feel like this one's very different from the majority of them i think that this is probably the best batman portrayal because really we get to see batman is the yeah like batman is the main character of this movie we finally get to see like him doing being the world's greatest detective but like obviously he's young in this right yeah so he's gonna make i just think in every other batman movie it's like you know bruce wayne they have a lot to do with him or like the villain steals the show but with this, it's very clearly like Batman is the focus. Don't get me wrong. And I f- the villain was great, I think. Yeah, no, I like. I think he was really good. Uh, not the best on screen Batman villain, but he's definitely solid. Yeah. It's just in some movies, you know, you think back, The Dark Knight. You know, the Joker steals the show. Yep. Um, Batman Returns, the Penguin kind of steals that show. Uh, and then other movies, you know, it's more Bruce Wayne focused. Like, Batman Begins is all about Bruce Wayne's training and him becoming Batman. And then the next one's about him being Batman. But really, the Joker's the center of that. Yeah, and then he retires at the and end of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, th- but this one, the entire three hours is like, okay, this movie is about Batman, mm-hmm. and Batman is almost a separate character from Bruce Wayne, but really, Bruce Wayne doesn't really exist, almost. Yeah, he's like... And I really like that. I think they're starting it out, I don't think there's a spoiler, I think they're starting it out like this. And then they're going to work their way up into it. Because this is obviously going to get a sequel. I don't think there's yeah. a doubt about it. Um, it's made like... I think 121 domestically. Really yeah. Good. And that's half of its budget. And it's been out for like three days. It, so overseas it made over 102. So they got their money back. Easy. And Yeah. So Part of it is like their screen time is three hours long. So they don't have as many showings. They can't make as much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... They'll make money, and it just, and there's even like, there's the after credit scene that's not really even an after credit scene. It's just like a, a tidbit. I didn't stay for it. I didn't either. I knew what it was already. It's a website you go to that is in the movie, and it, okay. it teases. Yeah, I, I looked it up. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I'm not staying for, <laughs> for this. Um, but yeah, it. I I agree with you. I think that this is a starting point, and if you look at it from the comics, 
in this movie, he's like obsessive and Batman is consuming him. I don't think that's a spoiler. I think it's pretty clear in interviews and stuff mm-hmm. that Bruce Wayne is almost non-existent. Like, Batman is consuming his life. He hasn't hit the And that's who like, he is. Like, yeah. yeah, the Nolan movies, they say that, but they don't commit to it. Yeah. They say that, like, oh, you're Batman and Bruce Wayne's the real mask. This movie is like, okay, no, this is Batman and Bruce Wayne is the mask. Yeah. (laughs) And, like... One thing I have about it that I just really couldn't get over is, like, how much I disliked the wig. I under... Like, he just... This is the guy, like, obviously he's not going to take care of his personal appearance because he's not, like, in the public eye. Yeah, no, like, this, this is the type of guy, he buzz cut, he gives himself a buzz cut, like, once a year when it gets too long, and then he just grows it out because he doesn't have time because he's fighting crime. I just didn't like the wig. I just, I don't know. I couldn't get past it, and I was like, you know, this is fine, but, like, I just really wish it didn't look like that. <laughs> it didn't bother, it didn't bother me. He, I, he, I like how he looked just disgusting the whole movie. That's And, like, he stands wrong. Yep. Like, I like that we got, like, just a a disgusting worm Bruce Wayne. Thank God we didn't get another hashing of, like, having to see his parents die again. Yes. So this starts, this starts, like, in his second year of his career. I think that, and then I also think that, um, this isn't really a spoiler either, because you see it immediately. His relationship with Gordon is already pretty well established. Yeah. They're already working together. And, like, he's already getting him in the room. And the, and their relationship in this movie seems... Better than the relationship he's had with Gordon than in the, any of the other on-screen appearances. Yeah. The most cohesive one. Because that's the thing. The Nolan trilogy, they do, like... They watch the relationship build up, and then they have that really good relationship for part of the second movie, and then it's gone for the third one, yeah. for the most part. So I think just having that established, they do a good job of not showing us stuff that we've seen a lot of before. Mm. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, like we don't have to see his parents get shot. We don't have to see him build that relationship up with Gordon. We don't have to see, like, that relationship with Alfred. Because you see a bit of it, and you see a bit of, like, the you're not my dad stuff. But sometimes when they shove that down your throat in the first movie, instead of just letting it seem organic, we don't need that again. We don't need that exposition stuff. So I, I do like that we didn't get much of that. that is, the, 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 the Alfred stuff, I do believe, will be happening later on but just like probably in a different way you know like i yeah, feel like, like you can't go without doing that because i feel like that helps i mean progress bruce wayne i think it is. yeah i think it felt natural in this one mm-hmm. and i think that eventually that will come to a head but i'm glad they didn't do it all at once yeah um <laughs> God. uh i think that um the villain was really good. Uh, I definitely called a secondary villain 
to my friend. I saw this movie with a guy that I work with mm-hmm. last night, and I called it, <laughs> and I was shocked and disappointed that I was right. That's all I'll say about that until we get the spoilers in a little bit. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I don't really know. Is there anything else non-spoiler related that you can say right now? I don't think so. We've been going for like 15. If you haven't seen the movie and don't care to see it, keep listening. Um... Well, regardless, keep listening because I'm about to go on my rant, but I guess that's the end of the spoiler talk for now. And uh, now welcome to my 30-minute TED Talk about how, personally, I believe if you are bringing a, like, four- or five-year-old kid to a movie theater to see a movie that's not a children's movie, you should have to sit in the first two rows of the cinema. <laughs> Where'd they sit? If it's... Be- right behind me. <laughs> behind <laughs> me and like two, so two seats the to the back. left. Oh, never mind. No, they didn't, they, they didn't kick me in the back. They did kick an empty seat next to me at one point. <laughs> um, this, is, this is clearly like... Parents that wanted to go see this movie... Mm-hmm. And maybe they didn't even want to see it. I don't know. But they have a kid who also likes Batman. And they're like, okay, so maybe the fact that he likes Batman will get him through this three hour long movie. Mm-hmm. And it did not. <laughs> um, oh God, it was so annoying. And I think I was like the only person that could hear it. Not the only person, but I know the guy next to me couldn't hear it. So there was, like, me, and there was, I think, two seats over from me. There were a couple of, like, sorority girls that could hear it as well, because they looked back a few times at the kid. It was funny. The showing that I went to, you could tell that there were a bunch of, like, groups of girls that came to see this movie. They're in their 20s, and they came to see it because they liked Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of funny that that brings like in a new demographic the fact that he was Edward Cullen in Twilight has brought some people over yeah uh, but yeah it, it so the movie opens up and you know how there is a few minutes where you don't see Batman yeah well, the entire time, this child is saying, where's Batman? Every, like, 15 seconds. Good. And and it's like... And then every, every now... Like, the parents mostly ignore it. Every now and then they're like, shh. And he's like... And then he says it not really quieter. He's like, where's Batman? And they're like, shh. And he's like, where's Batman? And I'm like, God... Please, take your kid away. Like, so th- also, it was, the movie started at like 7.15 at night on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, even if you are going to take your five-year-old 
to see a Batman movie. Maybe I do wish this movie was rated R. I know I said that it didn't matter a couple weeks ago, but if it was rated R, this kid could not have gotten in. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, it's like the whole intro scene where you see, like the first time you see the Riddler do his thing and every and all that. I, I couldn't enjoy the suspense or anything that I kept hearing, where's Batman? And then, like, you see, the, obviously not Batman, obviously the Riddler, like, walk past. They're like, is that Batman? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's not Batman. Like, jeez. And then, finally, Batman shows up. This kid is like, oh my god, it's Batman, yay! Five minutes go by and then we get okay later on we get around 30 minutes into the movie okay now the kid's bored (laughs) so now after everything happens he keeps going is it over yet so imagine just like every five minutes trying to watch a movie and it's obvious the movie is not like to anybody else it's obvious it's not over but to a five-year-old it's like yeah this movie should be over because they're not fighting anymore and nothing flashy or entertaining is happening on the screen. Two, po- two people are talking quietly and you're trying to hear what they're saying. Is this movie over, Mom? Dad? Like, oh my God. I At one point I leaned over to my friend and said, I've heard that there are some like suspenseful horror stuff that goes on in this movie, which there's really not. We'll get to that later. Um, I was like, I hope something terrifying happens and scars this kid for life. And just, like, ruins ruins Batman for them for the rest of their days. Batman just dies in front of him. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, come on. Just don't be an asshole. Don't take your five-year-old to see... A three-hour-long Batman movie at 7 p.m. on the Sunday of opening weekend. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. (laughs) I don't know why they couldn't pay 20 bucks for some teenager to watch them. I don't know why they couldn't just wait a couple... It It was very frustrating. And I could tell the people next to me were getting frustrated. The like the group of three or four girls that were right behind them. Mm-hmm. I think that the chair that he was kicking had somebody in it. And then I think she moved to the other side of the group that she was with yeah. to get away from that kid. Because the Just... parents didn't do anything. They weren't like, stop kicking that seat. There's somebody there. Mm-hmm. I'm not as mad at the kid as I am the parents because the kid yeah maybe he saw a trailer for uh, the Batman movie and was like hey dad I like Batman take me to see that (laughs) but the parents were the ones that were like yes let's do that like I saw a trailer for the Dark Knight when I was six. And I was like, hey, Dad, take me to see that. And he was like, no, you're <laughs> six. 
Maybe it was Batman Begins. It was one. It was, it was one of the first Begins. Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I saw the third one in theaters, and I I saw the first two at home. First one came out in two thousand five, so that's when it lines up. Yeah. Second one came in okay. two thousand eight, I think. Okay. Yeah. So maybe I saw the second one in theaters, because I would have been nine, eight or nine. No, you would have been. Well, yeah. Oh, forget. Probably would have been nine. I don't know when it. Yeah. Day it came out. Yeah. I don't remember. If it was probably out. probably summer. So I was probably nine if it was two thousand eight. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So okay, I saw a trailer for Batman Begins on TV, and I was like, "Dad, please take me to see this Batman movie." And he was like, "No, it's two and a half hours long. It's PG thirteen for like language, violence, and sensual stuff. You're 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 six. I'm not taking you to see this movie. When it comes out on DVD, we'll watch it here. And then he probably went and saw the movie." By himself. My dad went and saw the new one by himself because my mom was or like, something. Oh, it's three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> she was well, gonna go. <laughs> I guess I guess by himself I meant without me. Um my dad is also gonna go see it. I don't know if he's seen it yet. Nick, if you've seen it, let me know how you feel about it if you if you still listen. I don't my think dad's liked it a lot. Yeah. But yeah, the parents made the decisions. I, I like the kid I did feel some vindication because the kid, I saw him in his little Batman cape talking to his parents after I left the bathroom and he was crying for some reason and then they carried him out. I was like, yeah, that's right. You ruined my night. I hope your night sucks too. (laughs) It's like that and I was in California all last week in Anaheim and I went to Disneyland one day. And it's like just seeing kids makes me, if I ever have a kid, I just don't want to take them anywhere or do anything with them mm-hmm. when they're like four until they're like 10. Because <laughs> just like seeing the way, the, I don't know, like, okay, granted it was I don't think I'm going to take, like, a four-year-old to Disneyland, because mm-hmm. that sounds awful. And I don't think I'm going to take a five-year-old to a three-hour-long Batman movie. So, like, the two situations are just things I wouldn't do if I had a kid, I don't think. But anyway, it's not as funny of a story as the dude standing up and clapping, but it was definitely more annoying so I think from now on, every time I go see a movie, I'm just gonna rent out the theater for like two hundred bucks, because that's a thing. That's a thing you can do. Yeah, but is it worth it? Uh, two hundred bucks just to like, especially if I bring some people and we all split the cost. Being able to sit and enjoy a movie, versus like, having some nerd. I, I mean, I'm also, like, we're also there. We have a podcast about comic book movies. <laughs> but seeing him, like, stand up in front of me and clap loudly while they're trying to talk on screen. Or having some kid behind me say, like, is it over yet? In the middle of, like, pivotal dialogue to the movie. I'd probably pick paying a bit more to rent out the theater. 
<laughs> but but we'll see the next time a big movie comes out if I actually do that or not. Let's see if Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness comes out. Let's see if that happens and I have another like terrible story. I'll probably go to the movies before that. I'm de- well, I'm going to the theater again tomorrow to see Death on the Nile, but forgot that came out if I'll be honest, like completely. It looks good. Excited to see it. But I guess that's the end of my rant. And, uh, like I said, we are about to start spoiling the movie. So, if you're, if you've not seen it and don't care, feel free to keep listening. But if you haven't seen it and you do care, you should probably turn it off. But then come back and finish this episode whenever you have seen it. Yeah. Uh, Spoilers starting in five, four, three, two, one. Don't you think it's just crazy how Batman died at the end? <laughs> yeah, man. Wild. No, uh, but yeah. So the first thing I want to say in spoilers is like, why is the Joker in this in the worst way possible? I saw... It was like a rumor that the guy that played Druig from Eternals was cast as the Joker, like, months ago. I was like, that's cool. But, I mean, like, I, I'm glad it's only in the capacity that it is instead of something else. I think it would have worked better. So, this movie draws a lot from the long Halloween comic book. Mm-hmm. In that... Batman goes and talks to Calendar Man, and it's like, hey, this dude's doing these weird things, similar to what you used to do. I'm going to ask you some questions, and you're going to help me find him. If Batman went to Arkham Asylum and talked to the Joker, and you're like, oh, cool, he's already taken out the Joker, so they have some history there, and now he's asking him, but like, okay, that'd be cool. Yeah. But just the fact that they're like, hey, let's be friends. Ha ha ha. Just is like a useless little cameo thing. I don't like that. That's fair. Because, okay, I, I should have said this in not spoilers, but here we are. This is the first comic book movie that I've seen in a while that feels like a movie. It doesn't feel like it was shot in a cardboard box mm-hmm. covered in green covered in green screen like it feels like it was made to be a movie and it for the most part other than this one scene with the joker in it for whatever reason it steered clear of the whole like okay comic book movies aren't movies anymore they're just vessels for people to point at the screen and be like hey i know that yeah. um this movie felt like a movie other than that one scene and I was like, oh, this feels like what comic book movies are starting to feel like and it sucked because it reminded me in the middle of one thing that was giving me hope that even good things sometimes have a little bit of shit sprinkled in. Yeah. And I mean, just speaking of like, the cinematography of this movie was, I felt like it was great. I know... It's the same guy that did Rogue One. Yeah. I don't 
What else did he do? I think he did Dune, which I have. He did. I watched like some of Dune. Didn't pay attention to it. I, I watched it on the plane last week. It was pretty good. What else did he do? There's There was another big thing he did. I don't remember. I pulled his, his IMDB up, but I mean... Yeah. I don't remember either. All these. <laughs> but... <coughs> He's set to do when, the second come, part of Dune, though. So I guess that's that. Yeah. When it comes to the Batman of this movie, I did like how... It felt like he was doing this all himself. Yeah. Uh, Even though the same as the Nolan movies, he's like functionally bulletproof somehow. The costume feels like he made it. It it doesn't feel like... In the Nolan one, it's like a pre-made... Military um, suit. Military suit that he spray paints black. In this, it feels like he made this, and, like, the cowl is leather, and, like, the boots... Like, when he's walking around in it, you hear, like, the squeaking of leather. Like No, like, you hear, like, the combat boots hitting the ground, too. Yeah, there's that, and then you can like, that hear, was... hear, like, the leather when he moves his face and stuff. It's. Mm-hmm. I like the costume a lot. I like how the bat on his chest is also a batarang. That he doesn't throw, but he uses it like a knife. Yeah. Maybe he'll develop I w- more. Because, I mean, this was a very... Gadget- we didn't see many Batman. gadgets. Yeah, we saw a grappling he, gun. He used the grappling gun a lot. He has, he has like, an actual wingsuit. Like a, like a parachuter. Wing. I hated that. I feel like it made sense. But it looked it. so dumb. I liked it just for the pure fact of, like, he's still beginning. He's not going to have, like, the something where his, like, cape just turns into, like, a glider, you know, right away, I don't think. Yeah. I hope he gets that in the next movie, because I don't... Well, maybe he will, because he learned from the wingsuit, and he <laughs> smashed on the ground really, yeah. really hard. I think it's funny that he was, like, afraid... You could tell that he was still afraid of heights. Yeah. He's like, and well, then you could... And then, once he got there, like, he just screws up. He, like, hits a truck and just skids along the street. And it shows you that, like, even though... His parachute he... caught, like, a light. And he smacked, yeah. like, on the underside of a, a bridge, kind of. Yeah. Even though he is, like, this cold, calculating, smart, world world's greatest detective dude, he's still only two years in. So he can still make mistakes. And he doesn't make any catastrophic mistakes. But it's just like those small things that are like, okay. Yeah, this makes sense. Very Batman Year One, which is something that we didn't get in the Nolan movies. Which is... In that book, he breaks a lot of bones and screws himself up a lot. You can see that this one has been through that, and he's still kind of, he's still learning the ropes. He doesn't understand it all. Yeah. The contact lens that, was the coolest gadget he had. Or was just a camera yes. contact lens. Yeah. That is the. It's weird that they led with that because that was like the first gadget that you see him use. 
And I was like, like, oh, (laughs) so we're being like real high tech. And they're like, nah, he has the bat claw and a batarang on his chest that he uses once like a knife. Yeah, and like the the camera quality on the the contact lens is pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, which it would be. Like, it makes sense from where he's at. I do think that we saw some ideas for other gadgets he's going to get. Like you said, with the wingsuit thing, maybe he's going to figure out how to use his cape now. And that one time where he, like, hits a fire or shoots a fire extinguisher with the bat claw and it does all the smoke, I think now he's going to be like, okay, I need smoke pellets. Mm-hmm. Um, a few things like that. I think we're going to see him learn and develop more stuff. Which is what you see in the comics. Like, he learns and develops gadgets as time goes on. Uh, I like seeing... Go ahead. A young Batman who doesn't have everything just... It doesn't feel like he has everything immediately that he needs. You can see that he needs to grow and develop more things. I think we're going to get that in future movies, which I'm kind of excited for. Something I thought was interesting, and I thought it... When I first saw the person in the movie, I thought that's who it was, but the... You remember the gang at the beginning? Like, with the, the skulls painted on their face? Or the yes, white face yeah. on? The yeah. guy with the half face, like, obviously the kid that didn't want to do, like... He was, like, people. getting initiated into the gang, I think. Yeah, that guy is the guy who plays Tim Drake in Titans. Really? Yep. I knew huh. he looked familiar, and I had to look it up afterwards, and I was like, holy crap, it was... I've been meaning to watch Titans, but I haven't yet. Yeah. And I really feel like this movie, like, really wants Bruce Wayne to get the mayor, like, the mayor's orphan son. I mean, I get or widowed son. Is that it? Or Orphan. Well, not... He's still got his mom. Well, then it's just a kid with a dead dad. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't, I don't know if there's a special name for it. Because he was just, Cause like... Because the mom's a widow, but... Yeah. I think that... I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just... He lost sight of why he was doing this. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that... You know... He's all about vengeance. That's very clear. People don't even... Like, he calls himself Vengeance, not Batman. Yeah. Uh, I like to think that nobody called him Batman until the Riddler started doing it. Mm-hmm. Because everyone else just kind of calls him vengeance, it feels like. Yeah. Um, and it's more about him seeing that kid and being like, oh, I was once that kid. Yeah. It's not all about vengeance. It's about providing hope for people like that. And we kind of get that towards the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, this man gets shot a lot. Yeah, he's just bulletproof. Oh, man. For whatever reason. He almost just got <laughs> killed at the end, though. Yeah, I do like how eventually we see him get overwhelmed. Yeah. And, like, he actually needs that help that he gets at the end. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Um, but that's really all the gadget talk. He has that regular motorcycle, which is fine. Yeah. But... Uh, I guess when we're kind of on the gadgets topic, I guess we can talk about the Batmobile... Hard. I really liked it. Yeah. I thought the introduction of it was very cool. 
Yeah. It felt like... Have you ever seen... I forget the name of the movie, but it's the Stephen King movie about the car. No, but I'm, it's, the, it's the, isn't the, the car that the comes demon. to life or something. Yeah, it's like the demon. The car is taken over by a demon. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where that car is in the alley and it's about to like ram some dude. Whenever you see him come out of the alleyway with the car and it's like suspenseful and you can tell the villains are getting scared by it. Mm-hmm. Whenever he starts it and then like jets on out of there. That reminded me of that Steve from that Stephen King movie mm-hmm. or book that turned into a movie, and that kind of bleeds into the fear that he has instilled in the criminals of Gotham. Not just the criminals. I, th- I feel like it's everybody. Oh yeah, the 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 people, but yeah, mainly the criminals like. We haven't really seen that in other movies. We've seen little little glimpses of it, of people being scared, but, like, before you see Batman for the first time, it's like, okay, people go outside, they look up, they see the light is on, which I like that the floodlight is just, like, on a random construction site and not on the top of the precinct, because that makes more sense Yeah, as the meeting ground, but... They see that light come on and they're like, oh no. Are they sending Batman after me or is he just going to be out or what's going on? You can see the fear. Like stopped. So there's that, there's that montage where there's like a couple crimes going on. And then each of them see the, the floodlight and each of them are like, oh no, I need to get out of here. And then finally he gets introduced and... Which is funny because the one group of people that he comes out and introduces himself to are the one group from the montage that don't seem scared of him. Mm-hmm. They will be now that he's like destroyed them in that fight. But <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. So they have that little fight. And then what's funny is the guy that he was rescuing is terrified of him. Is like, please don't hurt me. And Batman is like, why would I hurt you? I just saved you, but whatever. Yeah. I I like that a lot, how just everyone was terrified. Because you would be. It makes sense. It's like he's walking onto crime scenes and stuff and the cops are terrified of him. It's like everyone is scared of this dude. Because like, he's so unpredictable. Nobody knows how he's going to react to things, what's he, what, what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I mean, he's just a vigilante. He's not, like, Gotham's hero yet. Yeah. Which, I think that we're gonna get a Robin in this. Which is... Not like, a third movie, if I'll be honest. I don't care. I want to see Dick Grayson. Yeah, me too. I don't care about any of the others. Just Dick Grayson, if I'll be honest. Well, I think, I mean, eventually we can see them all, I guess. It doesn't matter. I mean, Robert Pattinson <coughs> keep doing this for years, and then eventually, like, we could just do... Eventually, let's get a Batman Beyond movie, bro, please. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, that was one of my favorite things as a kid. Yeah. But I think that Robin's gonna have to be, like, a child. Like, you know, 14. Yeah. 
Because I think if you make him older, then it's just going to be like, oh, he's just like the same age as Batman. That's weird. Yeah, I agree. But it's also going to be weird explaining why like this 14-year-old is out there fighting crime with him. It's hard to explain in the comics, too. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that's the only way it makes sense. And really, it feels like the direction they're going. Because you can tell in the comics whenever... Batman is completely like insane and unhinged in this movie. And so consumed by his quest for vengeance that he like ends up, you know almost going too far and forgetting why he's doing that. Mm -hmm. He's been there in the comics before, and usually what helps him lighten up and what helps him get a different outlook is whenever he gets the Bat family together. Yeah. So, you know, getting a Robin would really maybe help get him in that direction. But we'll see if they do that. I feel like you have to be... Uh, I don't know. I feel like you have to be careful. Yeah. Um, careful with that. But I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, the, the detective work in this was good. I... He... You know, Alfred helps him some with the cipher at the start. Mm -hmm. Which is fine, because Alfred helps him all the time, but usually in these movies, we see Alfred, like, giving him the answer or telling him a story that leads him to a conclusion. Mm -hmm. Or we just see him kind of go and brute force his way through things. I like that this entire time, he felt like he was pretty on top of things, getting things done pretty quick and pretty sharp about everything. Um... He doesn't really put it all together at the end, but I don't think he had all the pieces, and I don't think that was the point. It's a learning experience for Batman. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's not going to be fully on top of his game yet. He has to have somewhere to go. So he... This is the best detective work we've seen from Batman in live action. I thought it was really good. And I like how he still has room to grow. Like, he... The entire time, he's the most well-equipped person to do this. He's the best at what he's doing. But he does make some small, minor mistakes. And he doesn't get the full picture until it's kind of spelled out for him. Yeah. Now, I guess we'll talk about the villain. Do you have any thoughts on the Riddler? Gosh. I mean, like, if you didn't have that experience... With, like, the Riddler at the beginning. That, that was... I thought that was awesome. Just, like... Oh, the him, opening scene? Yeah, him murdering the mayor who was running for re-election or whatever. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean... I know that I said when this movie was rated PG-13 and not R that that was fine and that they really had no choice. But I do wish... You could tell that this movie took some inspiration from the Saw movies. Especially with, like, the second victim. Yeah. And rats. even the third one with the little bomb around his neck. Mm -hmm. I don't think... 
Like, I don't actively want to see these things closer up. But I do think to really get the full point across and just, like... You could have gone full body horror and just, like, seen what the rats did to the police commissioner and just, like, actually watch him, you know, prepare his victims and stuff. That would have been really chilling. And I do think that is something that this movie could have gained by being rated R. That I think that we kind of missed out on. It feels like they start to go there and then they pull their punch. That's um, I mean, like, the Riddler just... I like this take on the Riddler. I haven't seen the one with Jim Carrey in a long time. So I couldn't tell well, you how I feel about it. Jim Carrey isn't playing the Riddler. He's playing... Jim Carrey dressed in a suit that has question marks all over it. <laughs> I, I just he's don't not, know much about him, I guess. But I, yeah, I really he's, like the he's not playing the Riddler. Here. I, yeah, I like it. You know, him leaving little clues and obsessed with Batman kind of catching up and catching on. Mm-hmm. That's present in his character, and I like that a lot. I loved how we get to that scene in Arkham Asylum where he's like, Batman, he's been calling you, and he goes to see him. I love when he's like, you helped me do this. Mm -hmm. You know, because they wanted to get the rat. The, The whole thing was, for some reason, there was an informant. Or somebody who was who was doing something. There was a rat that they wanted to bring into the light to kill. Yeah. And the whole time the Riddler thinks that Batman's been helping him. Mm-hmm. And not trying to catch him. Which I think is really... Because if this guy is unhinged and crazy. Then that makes sense for him to think that. He's been leaving these notes and leaving these trails. And Batman has been doing everything. And he eventually literally brings Carmine Valcone into the light. Like he was saying, bring the rat into the light. And then the Riddler's like, oh, hell yeah. He's helping me out. He did exactly what I wanted him to do. And I'm going to do what I want to do. And then I'm just going to turn myself in. And we can be in like, we can, I can just chill with Batman for the rest of my life. (laughs) <laughs> in Arkham and we're gonna be best buds yeah and then that, that is scene, he's like we didn't get one and just says Bruce Wayne over and over and I, th- I, I really think this is open ended cause I don't think he knows Batman is Bruce Wayne he's just like we didn't get this one and like we I think, should have I think that there's a possibility that he know he figured it out and he's like oh there's more to Bruce Wayne than I thought he's Batman but since we're best pals <laughs> Batman and I I'm not going to reveal his identity but also I do think that the clues were there the pieces were there But I don't think he... Since he idolizes Batman... 
in a way and thinks they're working together, I don't think he would connect. I don't think he'd be like, okay, yeah, this person that I despise is also my idol just, like, dressed up differently. Yeah. I don't think he'd be able to realize that. There's a cool... Uh, I watched a video about it. I don't know, it was either on YouTube or TikTok. And the window that he shot Falcone through from outside the club. Yeah. Obviously, he had the light on. It's like the corner of a building. In a scene earlier in the movie, you can see... Like, whenever Selena Kyle leaves the club, yeah, it's like an outside view. You can see her walking out. You can see the building on the top left in the light, and there's a dude standing in it. Huh. So I thought that was really That is cool. pretty cool. I didn't think it was crazy that he'd been there the whole time, but then I was also like, of course he's been there the whole time. Because, you know, he's been waiting. Carmine Valcone is always in his room in that lounge. Mm-hmm. He's afraid to come out. Yep. Because when he talks to Bruce Wayne, he's like, the only man who comes outside less than me, what's up? Which I love that Bruce Wayne is just like a recluse. Yeah. And stuff, like, I, this Bruce Wayne really, really blew my socks off in a good way. He's just like a little disgusting worm boy. I think he'll eventually have to get more involved in the company and everything. But I do like how for now he's just like a recluse. Disgusting. Like just has that black eyeliner all over his face. Yeah. Just doesn't want anything to do with being Bruce Wayne or having a normal life. He just wants to be Batman. Yeah. And then I like that a lot. He doesn't have a mansion. He, uh, I mean, I, we don't see a mansion. He lives in Wayne Tower. He, he does. They mentioned it at one point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think it makes sense for him to live in the tower if he's going to go patrolling and stuff all the time because it's right in the middle of the city. Like, it makes sense. And the inside I of like the tower that. is, like, super rustic. Mm-hmm. But so was, like, parts of the city, which... Uh, this was filmed in Europe somewhere. Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very gothic, which makes sense for Gotham. This is probably the best portrayal of Gotham that we've seen. Just like disgusting, greasy, terrible, like wet place. Instead of being in Chicago, where the yeah it was, and you yeah, can like tell it's does, a big place. It doesn't look like a regular city, and. The Tim Burton Gotham was good. Mm-hmm. This one just looks dirtier and worse. Yeah. So I think it is a better portrayal because Gotham is supposed to be just like this awful place. Yeah. And in the Snyder stuff, Gotham just looks like another city. So, mm-hmm. But this, it really looks like just a terrible, like, old, gothic, like, hard, cold wet place to be yeah not gonna lie if, if Alfred had died to the bomb I would have been a little upset I was like we yeah, got like I, 10 minutes of screen time max out of him and he's just gone <laughs> for a sec- for a second I was like damn that's crazy they killed Alfred, Alfred. but then I was like oh, there's no way they killed him he like threw it out the window or 
something happened. And comparatively, I mean, like Andy Serkis is still relatively young compared to like all the other outfits we've seen. I think in live action. Yeah, no, he is for sure. Especially probably uh, the youngest. Compared to oh, what's his name, Michael Caine, Sir Michael mm-hmm. Caine, which is good. Yeah. And it, this is the youngest Batman we've seen, so this is good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do think another mistake that Batman makes that I think is pretty funny is when that dude. His collar blows up. He's just right next to it and gets blown yeah. back and like he just stands there and takes it. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Just small things like that that let you know that he is not that experienced. I guess he was like, "Oh, he's not gonna blow it up." Yeah. Um, the the Riddler's use of social media also, while we're close to where we're talking about the villain, I think that is. It leads to a part of the movie that I don't like, but I do like that he has like that cult following. I we'll get that, let's talk. Let's save the ending and let's talk about that at the end. That's kind of the yeah. last thing I want to talk about. But I thought outside of how they used it in the end, I do like his little cult following because there would like these days there would be that group of people out there for him. Yeah, like, that's believable. Yeah. And, like, the cause that the Riddler has, I guess, is a... Like, is something secrets you can get behind. Yeah. Just the methods aren't. How do you feel about the Penguin? We don't see much of him. This is an early on Penguin. He's not a crime boss yet. He, uh... Well, he is now. Yeah. You would assume. Because um, he was... This is Falcone's right man. Like, he just that's insane. The prosthetics were in yeah, the prosthetics were they looked great. Like the way they move with his face and stuff. Insane. You don't see prosthetics that good that often. I liked his performance. I hope we see more of him later. I'm sure that we will. But he is definitely gonna be a bigger crime boss now. Like he because Salvatore Moroni's been locked up. Carmine Balcone yeah. is dead now. Uh also John Chatoro's performance in this reminded me like it it looked and sounded like an old Adam Sandler is what is what uh Carmine Balcone I hate that. I like that Do you guy. disagree, though? <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree, but I don't like it. At one point, I was like, I would not I would give this movie five stars if this was played by Adam Sandler. <laughs> but It's like his character from Uncut Gems, but like a mob yeah. boss. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I, I was thinking. I hate that. Um... <laughs> So this is the first time I think that we immediately kind of get someone to team up with Batman. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Catwoman in this? I liked her. It was a. Uh... I don't know. I liked that the whole time it felt like she was using Batman, which is mm-hmm. what she does pretty often in the comics. She just wanted to take Falcone out. Falcone out. Yeah. Like, she wanted to get... 
their interests were aligned to a degree, but she would just use him to get there. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like, when she lights the signal and Gordon and him get there, and she's got the dirty cop and all that. I like that. Um, I, I liked her character a lot. I am sure we're going to see her again, either in her own movie or TV show, or eventually she's going to be getting back. getting an Arkham show. What's up? I think we're getting an Arkham show. I think it was supposed to be, like, based around... Gotham Precinct and stuff, but I think it's evolved to a Arkham show. What does that even mean? On HBO Max. What do you mean Arkham I don't know. I saw something about it being like more of like a a horror. I know we were getting like that that Jim Gordon prequel, but yeah, I don't know. Jim Gordon's not commissioner yet, like he wasn't. He wasn't commissioner yet in the first Batman for trilogy for Nolan. Like in the first movie of that trilogy, he wasn't commissioner to like the end of the second one. Somewhere around there, yeah. Which is fine because in the comics he's not commissioner for many many years. Um, I don't think that matters. You know, he'll get there eventually. Especially since he's not corrupt. Yeah, I do like how he was very. Obviously, the only good cop in this. Because in in the comics, whenever this whole thing starts, especially in, like, the new origin story, like the Batman Year One stuff, the only good people are, like, Batman, Harvey Dent, and Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see... Which, now that the DA is dead, maybe we will see a Harvey Dent in the next one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing Harvey Dent for a couple movies, just being a good DA. DA like, being one of those three good people that are helping rebuild the city. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Batman, you've got Harvey Dent, and then you've got Jim Gordon. And then slowly they're getting more cops and on their side and everything i wouldn't mind seeing that kind of slower burn i i say this assuming that we're getting like 20 of these movies i guess there's only so much you can do but we'll kind of see how that goes um is there anything else besides kind of the ending that you want to talk about because i guess that i think so Alright, so yeah, this this movie should have been like 2 hours and 15 minutes. Um, there's that point where he goes and he talks to the a Riddler in Arkham. And the Riddler's like, oh, we were working together this whole time. Bruce Wayne's the only one we didn't get. Like, everything you did, you were helping me along the way, and I got what I wanted because of you. Mm-hmm. Because, like, essentially the villain won. Yes, the villain is locked behind bars. Yes, 
he'll stay there and he's in the asylum and everything because of you and nobody else is going to get hurt by him. Mm-hmm. But you did help him succeed. And the bombs still went off and like destroyed the city pretty much. Which that, I don't even think that needs to be a part of it. I agree. I think that like, you know, he needs to be like, we can sit back here and we together and we can watch the movement that I started. And then maybe, you know, you see some people in an online, like, you know, the guy who he unmasks at the end during the big fight where he beats the, the crap out of at the, the guy uh, at the funeral. funeral. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we see that guy sitting on his computer in a chat room and we see them chatting about doing something for the Riddler now that he's captured. But I just don't think we need that 45 minutes of them being like... This feels like the studio coming in and saying, Hey, we need to end on an action sequence. We can't end the movie with the Riddler going to jail and being like, Batman, we did it together. And then having Batman move forward and be like, Oh... Maybe I need to change the way I do things or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then we have to blow the... Th- like, Gotham's underwater now. I wonder if Gotham's going to be underwater in the next movie. Or if they're going to fix that somehow. It'd be cool if it was just it. under... It'd be cool if it was just underwater. <laughs> Nobody but, could get around or anything. Yeah, they take little boats everywhere. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they go to the the Madison Square Garden, excuse me, the Gotham Square Garden, um, and you have all the people like dressed up exactly like the Riddler, like that, like same mask, same glasses, same jacket, same pants, same boots, everything. It was like, don't forget the plastic and they're like, or whatever. Yeah, and they're like. They see that in a chat room that he's in. They're talking about this, and it's like, oh, this is like an allegory for when the Republicans went nuts and stormed the Capitol. Not Republicans. I didn't mean to say it like that. When, like, the uh, Antifa stormed the Capitol. Whoever. When whoever stormed the Capitol stormed the Capitol. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's like a weird allegory for that, for people... Getting together and I don't know, trying to kill the mayor, but also like trying to kill everybody. I don't understand. The truth came out, and they got their guy, but they just kept going. Okay, now we're killing the mayor, even though she's trying to make a positive change. And then are you just killing everybody in that building? Are you just killing everybody who's not a little riddle freak? I don't. I don't understand. Yeah. That being said, I was probably, like I said earlier, I gave it three and a half stars. I was probably a bit too aggressive when I took off one and a half star for this. But it was an extra, like, hour of movie. And I feel like it was inconsequential. Yeah. It was cool. The fights, I like how he ended up getting overwhelmed in the fight and, like, almost getting knocked out. I thought that would have also... Go with a shotgun from, like, point blank, so he was out for the Cal. I think that also would have been a good place to end if, like, Catwoman and Gordon had just finished the fight. 
Batman had been knocked out and he wakes back up and they're like, hey, we got him, champ. But no, he just like injects himself with adrenaline or maybe venom. Venom. <laughs> like I, the stuff that in the Bane theater, uses. I was like, that's got to be adrenaline, right? And then I was like, ah, it's got to like, be. Maybe it's venom. <sighs> maybe. I don't think because it's Because why not? I don't know. I feel like why would he just have a tube of that? Like, well, he did it in the comic before. Before Bane was even a guy in the comics, there was a storyline called like something something Venom, and he took Venom because it helped him get stronger and fight crime better. But then he became like an addict or it did something to him and he had to get off of it and clean Venom off the streets. And then the Venom got used to make Bane. So it's been done before. I wouldn't be too shocked if they were like... It would make sense if it was because of the way he just aggressively kept hitting that guy. Yeah. Like, like he just... got up and just went ape shit on that dude. Punching Personally, I just like... would rather it have been a drill on <laughs> I thought that he was about to accidentally kill him. I'm glad that this Batman doesn't kill people. And he's very... This is the first time, I think, in a single Batman movie. Except for maybe Batman and Robin. Where Batman doesn't kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Because he kills somebody in both of the Michael Keaton ones. I think the Val Kilmer one. I don't think he does in the George Clooney one, but then in all the Nolan ones, he kills somebody. And then in the uh, Snyder ones, he kills everybody. He murders everybody. Yeah. So it's nice to see that like Batman is like, I don't kill, and this time he means it. And he tries to talk other people out of killing too. He And then it, there was the scene where he's like, no guns. And Gordon's who- like, He's like, Gordon's like, what am I supposed to do without a gun? I don't know 15 <laughs> types of, uh, like, martial arts. Martial art. Like, I don't know 15 types of hand to hand combat like you do. I have to have a gun. I'm sorry. I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, like, and then, okay, so then they get all the riddle guys and they're like, okay, now the building's gonna be flooded. And I'm like, okay, that's just another... Like, it feels like they just kept going. They were like, we have to get this big superhero moment in. Instead of letting it... That scene... In the asylum... The confrontation between Batman and the Riddler... That feels like the emotional climax of the movie. Mm -hmm. And then then that should have been where it ended. But someone was like, no, we need a physical climax... So they went and did this, and then he's like, okay, now we have to make people not scared of him at the end. So he goes down and, like, stops the water from being shocked, and then he, like, helps the kid, and the or, like, the mayor's, the old mayor's kid, and then the mayor, like, he helps them up and walks with them and leads everybody to safety. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, just starts acting like a first responder. I don't know. It looked like they were like, look, Batman's an, M- an EMT, so he's good now. 
people weren't as scared of him and everything. Like, he was out there helping clean up the damage and all that. And then maybe we're going to see Bruce Wayne doing more philanthropy instead of being a weird little worm boy. Which I don't know how I feel about that. I just feel like it goes too long. And then on top of all of that, there's the scene where he... Like the Fast and Furious 7 scene. Where Catwoman is like, come with me. And he's like, nah, man. And then it's like, they're both driving in the same direction. And then they take a turn on a different road. And it's like, it's been a long day without you, my friend. I'm telling everybody when I see you again. Or whatever. You know, you know the song. Fast 7. They drive off in different directions. It's like that. And then it's over. It's. She did say she was probably going to go to Bloodhaven. And that's where... Yeah, Riley that's where... stays. Sometimes. He's in Gotham a lot. He traveled with a circus for a while. But yeah, he moves... So, whenever he... He's a... Whenever he's first like, Batman, I hate you. I'm going to go fight crime alone. He's like, I would stay and help Gotham, but then I'd still be helping Batman. So I'm going to Bloodhaven and fighting crime there. And then I'm traveling with a circus and then I'm coming back to Gotham. There we go. So, yeah. it. I don't know. It... I'm not saying that I disliked the stuff they added. I just think it kind of makes that emotional beat a bit weaker. Especially because after that big emotional beat, we go back to Arkham. And he talks to the Joker. And that's that scene. This Joker looks disgusting, though. He's got, like, he the, looks he looks real weird. with his face where he's, like, constantly smiling. Which I'm pretty sure that's actually, like, a real condition. I don't know. But yeah, he looks messed up. Yeah, I think it's a young Joker. <laughs> bold call. This Joker's gonna cut his face off. Yeah. It's Not happened before. Like the, what's that? It's from? happened in the comics. Joke? Nah, the killing joke is the one where he like paralyzes Barbara Gordon. That's right. I know what you. I forget. About. I just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, no, he cuts his face off and, like, ties it back on. Disgusting. I bet that's going to happen. It it just looks like the type of face that's going to get cut off. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm glad that it's not Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Yeah, me too. All right, that, so that I, movie should just stay where it is in its own little universe. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want a sequel. But I also didn't love that movie. I thought, I thought it was good. pretty. I, I thought it was pretty good, but then everyone was like, "This is the best movie I've ever f- effing seen," and I was like, "It's not that great." And then they killed me for it. So that's why I'm doing this podcast, and I'm also dead. Wild. I've been dead this whole time. Ooh. Oh no. Spoopy. Um, yeah, so... Is there anything else from the movie directly you want to talk about? I don't think so. 
What do you... Okay. What do you want to see from a sequel to this movie? I feel like we could... I want more, like, Bruce Wayne side of this. Um... Uh. No, we, we, we've got enough of that in other movies. Well, we need to see it develop. That's the thing. I want to see it develop. I, I, I don't mind him becoming more of a human as time goes on, but I don't want them to immediately just jump into it in the next one. Yeah. I think... I don't think we're going to see the Joker again in the next one. Leave him in Arkham. There's one, there's one thing, one condition... That I'd be okay with seeing him in. But I'll get to that in a second. They, I heard they teased, they teased the character Hush. I don't know anything about him. Um, um, it's, it's, it's his childhood friend. Who eventually, like, he becomes a surgeon. And... Whenever Batman gets, like, extremely critically injured, he fakes an accident and gets his, like, Thomas Elliot to come and fix him. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I forget exactly what happens. I read the comic book a few years ago. Something happens, and he gives himself severe plastic surgery to, to look like Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Becomes a villain... And Batman arrests him. I I don't remember the story that well, but the way be... they teased it in the movie was like the reporter that Falcone killed. They said they yeah they just had Hush in big letters over it because it was Hush Money, and it was the same last name. Oh, it was Elliot. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. I noticed that at the time. Cool. I I don't know. I. I don't know if the world's ready for a hush on the big screen. I don't know. I mean, I don't... I've seen the Hush animated movie. It's good. I just don't think he's going to draw a crowd. Probably not. I don't know who they could do. Because, I mean, there's a plethora of villains, but, like, ones we haven't seen recently. They could do a Mr. Freeze or something. Yeah. They could just go all in with the penguin if they wanted to. Yeah, they could. Which I'm pretty sure we're getting like a penguin series, which we don't need a bunch of se- I don't I don't want a bunch of like TV shows built around this universe. Just give me movies. I'm already sick of Marvel's TV show BS. I don't know. I I'm genuinely excited for Moon Knight just cuz it's different. I don't know anything about him. It's, I don't think it's going to be different. It's going to be the same as everything else. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to have a... It's gonna, the first couple episodes are going to be good to convince you it's going to be a good show and they're just going to screw it at the end. I remembered a bit of news that I just... I knew I had something. Uh, the The Netflix Marvel shows are coming to Disney Plus March 16th. Oh, yeah. But the, I don't care about that. I'm never going to watch those again. I've decided. We should. We should watch I, I've watched... Daredevil season one and two, and I've watched three. I've watched the Defenders, and I just don't. Well, that's your problem. You should watch Punisher. I just don't care. I watched. I, okay, no, I watched 
the first half of season one of Punisher and didn't like it. Ah. So. And I watched some of Luke Cage and thought it was fine. Some of Jessica Jones thought it was fine. I just didn't. I disliked the way season two of Luke Cage ended. I just. It didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't really care for it. Uh, personally, so, yeah, who, did you ever say who you wanted the next villain to be? Just someone we haven't seen in a while. Honestly. Yeah. I feel like, what I would like, I want them to either do, I wouldn't mind seeing a good Mr. Freeze. As the next villain? Mm-hmm. There's kind of two routes. If they're going to do like one main villain, I'd maybe do Mr. Freeze with a little bit of the Penguin sprinkled in and watch him grow. And like, the Penguin is growing in power, but there's really nothing they can get him for yet. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. And then, okay, maybe Batman's getting a little... Like, he's... Bruce Wayne's meeting with the mayor and donating some money. He's getting a bit more involved, but he doesn't like it. He still is, like, being consumed by Batman. And maybe at the end, he adopts a little little Dick Grayson. And he becomes a better person, or whatever, like he usually does. And then we end, we see Robin zipping around, zip-zopping around the city. <laughs> um, something like that. But what I would like better than that as a sequel to this movie is one of those classic stories where Batman just has to fight a bunch of his villains in one night. So we already have the Riddler. We already have the Joker in this universe. And you assume that they've met. Now... You throw, you say, okay, he's already met the squ- Scarecrow, he's in Arkham. He's already met, I don't know, somebody. You get the Riddler, Joker, Scarecrow, they break out of Arkham. You bring in, like, Clayface, or, like, a Mr. Freeze, or somebody. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, they're all teaming up, and I have to fight them in one night. Or the original, like, Ben Affleck Batman was going to be him getting locked in Arkham Asylum and having to fight his way out. Like, something like that would be cool. Just where you get a bunch of villains all at once, but you don't have to focus and have a plan. Like, he's just locked in somewhere with them and has to fight them to get his way out, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I would like that, I think, is what I want the most. Maybe not with the second movie, but eventually I want to get one of those movies where it's like like the Arkham games, where he has to fight a bunch of his villains in one night for whatever reason. Yeah. But what I think we're actually going to get is the Joker and the Riddler breaking out, and we're going to get a rendition of the War of Jokes and Riddles. Which is a semi-new... I think it's new? I read it recently. I don't know how new it is. A comic series. 
where there's stuff going on and Batman's got to go up against the Joker and the Riddler and Kite Man. And if they do the War of Jokes and Riddles without putting Kite Man in it, I'm going to be very upset. I wouldn't mind seeing Scarecrow again. He brought his name up earlier. I get yeah. he was in all three of the Nolan movies. Um, yeah, but it didn't... I mean... He, he was only like a cameo in the second and third one. And also it doesn't matter. Like, we see a new Joker all the time. I like... Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing like a dead shot or somebody... Some... Like... I don't know. I think we're just going to get the Joker and the Riddler as the villain to the next one with some uh, some penguin sprinkled in. Maybe. But we'll see. Overall, I thought this movie was pretty good. Don't know if I'm going to watch it again anytime soon. I thought I was like... Three hours is a long time to commit. Yeah. I almost went and saw it with you on Saturday. And then if I did that, I was going to have to go see it again on Sunday. I'm glad I didn't gotten, see it. You would have gotten home probably around like 3.30. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't... At like 2.10-ish. Yeah. I had to come home and take my... He would not have lasted until 3.30, I don't think. But I'm glad that I only saw it once. For now. Because it is a lot. It's good. It's just... Um... A lot and kind of exhausting by the end, especially once you like reach that emotional peak and then it keeps going. Mm -hmm. But I think that's all I have to say for today. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think that's all I got too. Do you remember that news you had? I did. Oh, not. wait. <clears throat> I, f I feel like the, the fight scenes in this movie were the best Batman fight scenes we've ever had. Yes. Oh, we never talked about that. Yeah, they're very heavy or like mm -hmm. heart like you can feel the weight in them I, I like that a lot yeah and Batman's like cool but it's like also like an epilepsy thing so be careful oh <laughs> uh, the one with like the muzzle flashes I like that mm -hmm. I thought that was really good it yeah, overall the fight scene in this were really good but that wasn't the only thing he did which was also nice but anyway, it's been good talking to you guys again this week. Come back next week and we'll talk about something. Maybe I'll finally watch Peacemaker. Maybe. Or we'll talk about something else. We'll figure it out. We have a whole week to worry <laughs> about that. Uh, as always, you know, you can email us, uh, whatever you want to say. Uh, send us something interesting if you want us to read it out on the show. Nobody sent us anything interesting so far. It's all been complaints. I don't know why anybody would want to send us complaints, but here we are. Um, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just leave a review, tell a friend, spread the word. Uh, but other than that, yeah, we'll see you next week. Um, Hayden, you want to say anything to take us out? I'm Vengeance, and we hate it here. <laughs> Hi, Vengeance, I'm Dad. This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com.